How we doing? This is Rob Foster with RBF Fitness and Nutrition. People upgrade their iPhones, they upgrade their Androids, they upgrade their laptops, but yeah. they're operating with the same brain that they operated with for the last decade. You should know the value that you bring to the marketplace. You know what your passion is. You know why you do what you do. So racism, it's out there, but it doesn't have to stop you. Just because somebody might look at you a certain way, that doesn't have to stop your forward progress. Where, where you have to eliminate the excuses. You gotta make that game plan say, for me to get to that point. Right. Happy Tuesdays. Rob here with episode number 69 of Shut Up and Grind. And we're coming up on our one year anniversary because I believe I started this. Actually, I think it was last week. But anyway, but we've been doing this for a year now. Like that's absolutely insane. And still going from one day a week all the way up to four days a week. And probably in May, we're going to do five days a week. Why? Because you guys keep tuning in. So we must be doing something right. So that's awesome. So, you know, i got to talk about the grind gear before, before we get going. You know, another way you can support the show and remind yourself when life throws you lemons to just shut up and get it done because it throws all of us lemons. So it's what you do with those lemons is what matters. And uh, you can get those at shutupandgrindgear.com. Okay, shutupandgrindgear.com. Accepting financial support as well. If it's on your heart, shutupandgrind.me slash support. And all that will go to support the show. I always forget to take that last one off. There we go. All right. So you guys know the show. I'm going to keep it motivational, educational, entertaining, and transformational. Let me get the live feed up here on my phone in case there's any questions out there. All right, so you guys know the show. There it is. I'm going to keep it motivational. All right. So you know we're all about overcoming obstacles here and stepping into your power. And so each week we come at we come at that topic from a different angle. So this this week we're going to talk about optimal optimal wellness and dealing with chronic diseases and illnesses. And to help out with that conversation, because I am no doctor, but guess what? My guest is, and she has spoken on five different continents. She's been featured on all sorts of publications and podcasts and television shows magazines like she knows her stuff i was going through her website earlier she's got a lot of good stuff on there she brings a lot to the table so there's no better person to have this conversation with than dr lindsay elmore well i missed a button i totally botched that intro there we go hi (laughs) how are you i am well how you doing oh fantastic cannot complain not one single bit good good Where, where are you joining us from I'm in Asheville, North Carolina. Oh, Asheville. I'm actually going there in two weeks. Oh, nice. It'll be, yes. Hopefully, it will be beautiful. It's really nice here this awesome. week. So a little chilly in the morning, but nice and balmy in the afternoon. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're cold in the morning here in Rhode Island. Oh, yeah. And then it's been getting mild, you know, late, late morning, early afternoon. But like it's been, you know, scraping ice this morning. Yeah, I, I feel you. 
<laughs> All right. So before we dive into the main topic, just in a minute or less, just who is Dr. Elmore? Well, my name is Dr. Lindsay Elmore, and I am a pharmacist who makes wellness simple. I think that every person out there deserves to be healthy. And so I offer people simple tips that they can apply in everyday life to walk this journey that is health and wellness because there is no amazing overnight transformation. There's no miracle tonic. It's about showing up for yourself every single day. Absolutely. Yeah. I watched the uh, video on your website earlier and it gave, it gave me goosebumps. I was like, Ooh, this is really Thank you. good. <laughs> uh, <laughs> thank you. Very good stuff. All right. So, all right. So how did you get into this field? Like, is this something that you always wanted to do or did you make a career shift somewhere along the way? So I grew up wanting to be an actress and a performer and a singer and a dancer and, you know, danced and performed my entire life. And then when I started getting older, started thinking about what am I going to do with my career, I started to understand that, you know, okay, my mom was very much like, okay, we can have a real job and we're not just going to chase down dreams all day. And so I got a degree in chemistry. And so I have a bachelor's in chemistry and then I have a doctorate in pharmacy, two years of postdoctoral education in internal medicine and family medicine. And so that led me into the field of pharmacy practice. And I started treating patients with with all of the chronic diseases that so many people have, diabetes, hypertension, hyperlipidemia, being overweight, feeling sluggish, you know, just not able to live optimally. And at some point I got frustrated with what I saw as a broken system and transitioned into teaching about health and wellness. I worked for an essential oil company for a long time, traveled the world teaching about essential oils and supplements and started to realize that there was this huge gap in knowledge, in what people really knew about how you can genuinely stay healthy day after day after day. And so that's when I recognized that I can make science simple. I can make health and wellness simple. And that's what I want to do. I mean, there's tons of people out there that'll tell you how to like make it hard, how to like go to the limit. But I'm like, you know, if you're going to the limit day after day after day and not taking time for recovery and relaxation and really taking care of yourself, ultimately you're going to burn out. And I want people to understand that the common concept that everybody is just a little bit sick throughout their entire lives is an total lie. I want people to understand that um, that aging and having cognitive decline and becoming senile and unable to move and perform and take care of your home is not true. You don't have to have terrible menopause and terrible periods and you don't have to have brain fog all day every day. We can choose to do something better and different and let's figure out how to make that simple and joyful every single day. Love it. All right, so you you touched on it, which is good because I was that was going to be the first question I asked. So being being a pharmacist and then making the shift to more natural plant-based 
so when so you said that you're working with a broken system like what what were you observing well i think again just the idea that everybody is sick you know Everybody's a little bit overweight. Everybody has thyroid disorders. Everybody has, you know, everybody needs a couple of medications here and there. Even if it's just, well, I need ibuprofen for these headaches and I need some sort of acid blocker because my stomach hurts all the time. I can't sleep. So I'm taking a sleep medication. All of that is like, well, why don't we talk about like why you can't sleep? And why don't we talk about why does your stomach hurt? And why don't we talk about why you are having brain fog throughout the day? So I became increasingly disinterested in the treatments and increasingly more interested in the prevention. And what I recognized is that the system is like totally stacked against us and all of us, some to a greater extent than others. And so the food system is stacked against us. We are fed not foods, but food-like products that are heavily processed, come bearing with them chemicals that destroy our microbiome and our gut that are inflammatory, that are allergenic. And we're fed a constant stream of sugar. And it's very hard to go like, how do I reclaim this relationship with food? So the food st system is stacked against us. The medical, the Western medical system is stacked against us because the Western medical system waits until you're sick to identify that like, oh, you have diabetes. Well, it's like, you jerk. For the past 12 years, you could have told me that my insulin levels are already high, which indicates that probably at some point down the line, I will develop diabetes. And you give me a window of opportunity where I can say, okay, I don't want to go that path. I really don't. You know, we could take a look at how do we genuinely help people to live healthy lives? You know, we could really pay attention to the fact that you're not sleeping in your 20s and 30s, which is setting you up to have Alzheimer's disease in your 80s. We could pay attention to the fact that if you're not sleeping well, guess what? Your cortisol levels are getting out of whack. And when your cortisol levels get out of whack, so does your thyroid. So do your sex hormones. So do all of your body systems. And so again, I became increasingly less concerned with how do we treat disease because one thing's for sure. If you have a, if you have an acute disease, if you have a stroke, you really want to be in an American hospital. But if you're walking around for 10 years with really subtle insulin resistance, subtly high levels of cortisol that are very slightly getting your melatonin out of whack, if your gut microbiome is very slowly disintegrating over the course of 5, 10, 15 years, Engaging with the Western medical system is going to do nothing for you. If you are suffering from a little bit of stress that leads to a little bit more stress then more stress and more stress, that is ultimately going to lead to the breakdown of the body in multiplicitous ways. 
when really it's like, okay, can we just teach kids in kindergarten to learn how to meditate and control their stress response throughout their lives? And this doesn't even get into, I mean, the the food system is stacked against us. The medical system is stacked against us. Um, racial and gender inequalities are stacked against certain communities. And so, you know, everybody is like panicked because of everything that we've been through in the past year. And it's like, guys, a woman dies every minute from heart disease, every single day, every single year, all of the time. And so we're not paying attention to the fact that Diagnostic criteria for heart disease are much more clear in men than in women. Diagnostic criteria for psoriasis are much more clearly defined in people with lighter skin than people in darker skin. And so all of these, all of these diseases can go underdiagnosed. And so there are, there are, there's a lack of equality in the access to healthcare. And once you get there, because of years of self-study and what's been written down in books and just the way medicine and pharmacy is practiced makes it where certain people do not get a fair shake at even getting a good diagnosis. We also have the environment, which we are just willy-nilly just dumping chemicals into. We have been dumping drugs into our water supply for so long that you and I are getting a steady stream of drugs in our water that we are drinking from, even from our taps. We are surrounded by estrogenic um, ingredients and estrogenic toxins in our environment. And the worst thing about a lot of these toxins is that they accumulate up the food chain. And so if you are someone who is eating at the top of the food chain, if you're eating meats and you're eating especially big game fish, the predatorial fish, if you're eating fish that eat other fish, you are eating at the very, very top of the food chain. Predatory fish eat at the same level of the food chain as we do. So all of these toxins are accumulating up and guess what? It's going to keep getting worse because these chemicals, many of them are forever chemicals. There's no getting them out of the environment. And so the system is so stacked against our health and wellness. And it has, unfortunately, you know, people talk about the, the, the military industrial complex. People talk about the prison industrial complex. We have a medical industrial complex that is driven towards profits and not towards health. And I won't play that game. I'm done. I'm just, I won't play that game. I'm going to sit here and I'm going to tell you that you absolutely can take control of your health. You can eat better. You can take a moment to relax. You can take time for yourself without being selfish. You can exercise. You can wake up feeling good every day. I just won't, I won't stand for it. I won't stand for somebody else telling me that I am supposed to be unhealthy, that it's the way things are. And meanwhile, look around and go, well, y'all could fix all this. You know, we could fix, like, we could stop companies from dumping amounts, uh, huge amounts of chemicals into our water supply. We could stop 
incentivizing and paying physicians based on the number of people that they get in and out the door. There's so many things that we could change. And ultimately what I realized is it's a very slow process to change the system. It's a much faster process to change yourself. Yep. Absolutely. Yeah. And the, the immortal words of the comedian, Chris Rock, he said, there's no money in the cure. The money's in the medicine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, you know, I mean, the the movie Fat, Sick, and Nearly Dead really just tied it up in a nice bow. Like, people don't want you well, and they don't want you dead. They want you in that interim space. And once you get into that interim space, it's really hard to get out. It's really hard to get out because... Once you start to believe that you are sick and have sickness and illness in your life, that belief perpetuates itself and it goes everywhere with you. I agree. I agree a hundred percent. Like that's why the title of this is shut up because it starts with what you tell yourself, like what your own beliefs are, what you decide to let into your, your headspace. That's what's going to drive people's actions. So I'm pretty sure I probably leave a lot of money on the table because when people come to me for consultations, I shoot straight from the gut. It's like, are you ready to do this? You have to do A, B, C, D. If you can't do any of that, just stop now. <laughs> like, I'm not I'm not the man for you. Right. Because you, know? you have to want to be that change. It's like, you're not going to just show up here and the weight's going to just fall off of you. Like, it, it doesn't work that way. No, like, it does you, not. <laughs> yeah, like, you have to understand that Everything that has happened to you, you just have to take responsibility for it and mm-hmm. just say, I am here because I didn't do ABC. Now I'm ready to do ABC. Let's make this happen. Absolutely. I mean, the moment that you start believing that you deserve to be healthy and that you deserve to have money and you deserve to have the house of your dreams and you deserve to have a happy relationship and you deserve to have children that are well-adjusted and well-raised and all of those things the moment your life starts changing because the longer that you tell yourself and perpetuate the lie that you don't deserve any of this, what you tell yourself comes true. And you have to, you have to have so much belief. I mean, I was reading a book by, by Donald Miller, which for any of you who are entrepreneurs out there that are listening, I, I cannot encourage you enough to read the work of Donald Miller. He is, he is an extraordinary genius when it comes to crafting a brand, crafting a marketing narrative, crafting a sales narrative, crafting narratives that work. And, you know, he talks a lot about how, relentless optimism can take you so far. I am relentlessly optimistic about my health. You know, if you, if you came to me today and told me my thyroid was out of whack, I would be shocked. I would be like, Oh my God, you're kidding. No way. You know, if you came to me and said that I had anything wrong with me, I'd be like completely just 
I have no idea. How did this even happen? And that is true of careers. That is true of your own personal beliefs. It is true about your business endeavors. It is true about your health and wellness journeys, all of that. And so, you know, he just said, have relentless optimism. And what he's talking about is your business, but you might as well be relentlessly optimistic about your yourself as well. I mean, if you're yes. relentlessly optimistic about your children, why would you not be relentlessly optimistic about yourself as well? So I truly believe in the belief that good things are coming and good things are happening. And the more that you embrace that and internalize that, the more that you eliminate all of the negativity that threatens to take your joy and take your time and take your success. Absolutely. I, someone asked me late last week, they're like, Rob, what motivates you to stay healthy? I said, being unhealthy sucks. Yeah, <laughs> That's what motivates me. Like I was overweight one time in my life and it was awful. I was mortified and I was like, I will absolutely never feel that way again. Like I will never let myself go like that again. And I've had seven surgeries and I still haven't gotten over 200 pounds again. I, I was 228 pounds. Yeah. You know, and, and I used to just, I used to, I've always worn baggy clothes. So like, I didn't really notice until one day somebody slapped me in my gut. <laughs> I was like, uh -huh. Ooh, I was like, wait a second here. And then when I got out of the shower that night, I, I, I was mortified. Like I, I, I was an all American athlete. I was like, how the hell did we get here? And yeah. just, I just was in that, that headspace that this will not happen ever, ever again. And I think the problem is with too many people is that they keep making excuses to not be healthy instead of instead of making it instead of finding the right reasons to be healthy. Right. Absolutely. I mean, it, everybody wants to do motivational interviewing as if it were a negative thing, you know, yeah. like what's the worst thing that can happen if you stay the same weight? I think it's way more important to ask What's the best thing that can happen if you, for the next year, go to the gym three days a week? What's the best thing that can happen if you stop using your phone tonight at 9 p.m.? What's the best thing that can happen if you finally take that vacation that you have yes. been needing? All of those things. And I think that it becomes important for us to really focus on the best possible outcome. Stop, stop focusing on the worst case scenario because then you attract the worst case scenario. <laughs> yes. Focus much, much more on how is life going to improve if I do these things? And right now is like your moment to do it because the average American on average for like the past 20, 30 years, gains about two pounds per year. You don't really think about it. You don't really notice it, but you solidly put on two pounds to where you go from, you know, let's say you weigh 150 pounds. You go from fluctuating from 148 to 152 on kind of an average basis 
to now you're fluctuating between 150 and 154. So you still you're waking up at 152 pretty often, you know, 151. <laughs> you don't really notice it, but over the course of 10 years, now you got 20 extra pounds. You've got 20 extra pounds on you. Here's the scary part. In the past year, the average American has gone to putting on two pounds a month two pounds a month because of the sedentary lifestyles that have been extraordinarily encouraged in the past year. And so we have a choice to put the brakes on that process and say like, "Mm, no, I'm not going to continue going down this road because the further you go down the road, the more the the more complacent almost it becomes it becomes like well this is where i am and you you don't have to wait until the 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 rock bottom you don't have to wait until why why would you why would you wait until your whole freaking life falls apart when all i'm asking you to do is get out of bed and drink 16 ounces of water first thing in the morning and to meditate barefooted outside for one minute a day and maybe stand up from your desk and move for five minutes every hour. I'm not asking you to go and hike Mount Everest within the next (laughs) month. I'm just saying if you're suffering from anxiety, maybe cutting out the 12 cups of coffee could be helpful. Like I feel like a lot of people intuitively know how to stay well and how to stay healthy and yet a lot of people will not give themselves enough self-love and enough like I deserve this and enough pats on the back to actually show up every day and do it like here's the thing you cannot sit there and tell yourself Oh, I'm so fat. I'm so ugly. I am so just struggling with life, struggling with finance. Who even cares if I discipline my kids and then actually sit down and eat a, eat a healthy meal that you love and enjoy. Now, if you stand in front of a mirror and say, you know what? I am so perfectly imperfect in this body right now. I am exactly where I am. I am going to be present where I am. You then can't turn around and drink two bottles of wine and eat a carton of Snickers ice cream for dinner because you've you've given yourself that love. You've given yourself those blessings to say like, No, no, I actually deserve to be healthy and I deserve to be valued and I deserve to be honored. And remember what the Buddha said, like you as much as anybody else in the universe deserve your own love and affection. You know, if you're loving your kids and loving your spouse and and loving your family and all of those things and you're leaving nothing for yourself at the end of the day, you're doing it wrong, friends. Yes, you've got to flip yes. that script. You've got to flip that script or else you're going to run out of steam. Yes, I say almost every single show that if you're not taking care of yourself, you're truly not taking care of anyone else around you. Because especially if you're a leader, you know, if you're a mom or a dad, like if you're a leader in your household, they're going to follow your lead. Like I have five kids. 
and they understand balance. You know, they understand. So if, you know, if we want pizza or something for dinner, then we know we'll drink at least 100 ounces of water. We'll eat clean breakfast. We'll eat clean, clean lunch. And then we'll have uh, pizza for for dinner. It, but yeah. but the problem here is people will have you know sugary cereal for for breakfast or even worse donuts and bagels you know things like that. And then they just pour on just pour on the unhealthy foods all day long and think that that's normal. <laughs> and unfortunately, sorry, and unfortunately in our society that is normal. So people mm-hmm. people will smoke on a cigarette. And then they'll look at a healthy carton and they'll scrutinize every ingredient that's in that that healthy that healthy thing. It just makes no sense. Well, I mean, it it makes sense when you understand that people are in general disconnected mm. from their bodies. And so how can you become more connected with yourself with your own needs with your desires all the things and you know it's a very strange thing because we don't uh, nobody does nobody wants to look at the dark places of like the the crap you did in childhood that for some reason you still feel guilty about nobody wants to look at that Mm -hmm. but why don't you just feel how it feels to feel how it feels? So if if you're sitting there and you're like going through this massive must have donuts, I must have donuts, I must have donuts, I must have donuts. How does that feel to have that recurrent thought of I must do this thing? And especially then if you're someone who then says well, I can't have donuts and a day, two days goes by and all of a sudden you eat 12 donuts and then you go through the experience of the guilt of that and like the self-loathing of that. Why don't you instead look at internally and just, just go, okay, well, I'm craving a donut. Am I genuinely hungry on a scale of one to 10? Am I genuinely hungry? And if you are genuinely hungry, then ask yourself, well, what is the most delicious thing that I could eat right now? Sometimes kale salad is going to come to mind or, you know, a a green juice is going to come to mind and that's going to be the most delicious thing you can eat. Other times you're going to be sitting there and you're going to be like, no, no, I actually really, really want a donut. Like that sounds completely and utterly delicious. So don't go to your local gas station and get like a crappy donut that's been sitting there for a day and a half. Like go somewhere, get a donut that is going to be totally delicious and it's going to nourish not only your, your hunger. Cause remember we took a step to go like, am I genuinely hungry? Yeah. And so it's going to say, it's going to satiate that hunger, but then you're also going to go like that was so delicious and then guess what the next meal when you ask yourself am i genuinely hungry i wonder what i want to eat your answer is probably not going to be a donut your brain will have moved on Mm. and so give yourself that space and that freedom you know food is not punishment working out should not be punishment um 
going to the spa should not be punishment. All of these things, we have an opportunity to genuinely enjoy and love and allow all of the fluctuations that it means to be human to really give us self-love, self-value, all of those things. And so just know that you have an opportunity in every practice that you do to just bring mindfulness to the equation. Let me ask you a question. Do you think comfort eating stems from infancy? It's hard to say. I think that all of our bad habits are a combination of nature and nurture. You know, some of us are more likely to have uh, a predisposition towards comfort eating. Um, there is definitely something, you know, if every time you went to grandma's house when you were, you, when, you know, when you were three and four years old and if food meant love and oatmeal cookies meant love and lemon mm. icebox pie meant love, if that is the way that love was expressed, to you, I think it's very, very easy to go, okay, well, this is what love is. This is how people show love. So this must be how I show love to myself. I mean, I think that's part of it. I think that also just being in situations, I mean, we're, we're evolutionarily built to overeat. It is the way that yeah. we are built and our bodies are not meant to have this continuous access to food. And so it's also just years and years and years of evolution. And if you're someone like me that fully understands that traumas of our ancestors are passed on to us in both overt and subtle ways, if you had ancestors that were prisoners of war or were starved along a journey or were slaves and only given what was left over at the end of the day, of course you're going to have an unconscious connection to a whole hog roasted on a spit. You're going to have that connection. I remember, um, a friend of mine who fought in the Vietnam War, and it was a horribly traumatic experience for him. And he came back from Vietnam, and he remembers going to a farmer's market, and there was a cheesemonger at the farmer's market, and he just had these piles and piles and piles and piles of cheeses. And he said that he remembered in that moment just wanting to lay in all of it because it felt so safe. Food is safety for us on an evolutionary consciousness. Yes. It tells us I am well fed enough to have offspring. That's what's it that's what it is telling us evolutionarily. This is why 
you know, I'm a huge advocate of intermittent fasting. I think that all of the good stuff in your metabolism happens when you're not eating. So a moment ago when you were talking, you were like, if we want pizza and then they have sugary breakfast and sugary lunch. And I'm like, Oh God, they're eating all day long. <laughs> but that is why, you know, the fact that food is safety for us on an evolutionary level is why a lot of people, especially women do not respond well to intermittent fasting. It throws off their periods. It throws off their menopause. It throws off fertility because the body is going, I don't feel safe. I don't know that I can lose this weight. And I definitely can't, I definitely can't hold on to this child. We're also evolutionarily built to once we achieve a heavier size, our brain goes, we did it. We are safer now. And so it holds what's called a metabolic set point. This is why when you attempt to lose weight, um, it is hard. Number one, your language is wrong because what happens when you lose things, you immediately go and try to find yep. it. So if you, and some people even say release is the bad word because what happens? Then you just re lease it. It's like you're going and renting the same apartment again. You're saying, well, I'll just take that back. So how do you transmute it? How do you transform it? How do you give it back to the earth, whatever it is? But we have to understand in our prefrontal cortex brain, that part of our brain that is thinking for us on a conscious level, we got to overcome that evolutionary instinct that says food is safety, food means survival. You may not eat for another week. You better eat now. And if you aren't eating for another week, you better be sedentary. You know, everybody talks about how much they hate exercise. Mm -hmm. That's a universal human trait because we are not built to exercise. It would have been absurd for our ancestors to be like, you know what I'm going to do before I like bust ice <laughs> off of my boats all day so that I can go fishing to feed my family or before I go and tend to three acres of my wheat fields, it would have been absurd for them to be like, you know what I'm going to do? I'm just going to get in a quick jog. We're not <laughs> built to exercise. We we're not. And you know, people talk about a runner's high <laughs> and I laugh. I'm like, that's not exactly a runner's high. That's all of your endorphins kicking in that are kind of going like, we're going to just give you some pain killing because you are actually killing yourself right now. Why are you still running? Mm -hmm. And so we have to come into that mindset that we are actually not only up against a system that's built against us, but we're up against our own human evolution. And so we have a choice right now. How do our choices impact our offspring 200 years from now, 100 years from now? Do you still want your great, great, great grandkids on 14 medicines because they can't get control of their diabetes because they're constantly just like, I will hoard donuts? Or do you <laughs> want to be a part of a huge fundamental shift in human um, growth and understanding that we are no longer our ancestors?
And we need to understand that we have choices in what we eat. We have choices in how we exercise and we have choices in how we vote and choose our leaders and how do we vote with our forks? How do we vote with where we put our dollars? All of those things so that we can honestly, you know, I started a podcast um, a year ago. You and I are almost synced up as far as our anniversaries go. Um, And when I started the show, it was like, what am I doing? What am I talking to people about? And I was like, if I can't have conversations with people, that cast a vision for what I want this world to be, which is not a world that is completely toxic and polluted and filled with people who are fat, sick and unhappy and struggling with depression and mental illness. And just, I didn't want to live in a blah world. The world is too cool to be blah. And the world is increasingly more boring. The more people just sit back and go, eh, you know, I'll just, I'll just coast, I'll just coast (laughs) through this, get out there, like live life to the fullest because there's only one life that you get. And so, and really, if you want to put this into perspective, let's say that the average person lives to 80 years old, right? So take 80 on a calculator and then subtract your current age. Okay. So that's the number of years that you've got left to live right now. Multiply that by 365. That's the number of days that you have left to live. And you start looking at that and you're like, I have infinite numbers of days. And now all of a sudden you're like, Oh no, I got like 10,000 days left on this earth. What am I going to do with them? You know, how am I going to leave this world a better place? And you absolutely can when, you know, you think about shut up and grind. It's like, stop all this mental noise and all these voices that tell you that you're not good enough and that you failed at this in the past and that, you know, you're not worthy and that you're, you're already too fat. You're already too far gone. You're already too poor. You're already too female. You're already too gay. You're already too whatever. I don't care what it is that's telling you you're not good enough go out there and cast a vision for the world that you want to live in and then surround yourself with other super positive people that also want to see these changes and you know the world is changing rapidly and there's a lot of different voices out there that you can listen to i cannot encourage you enough listen to the positive voices Listen to the positive people, listen to the people that are bringing hope and bringing love because I truly believe the more that we all focus on just bringing love, bringing joy, bringing a presence and awareness to our every day life. If I am present and aware that I am a human living this human experience in my own body, and so is that person over there, it's becomes increasingly hard for me to hate that person or to devalue that person or to dehumanize that person. It becomes increasingly more important that 
crap, we're all, we're all like doing this thing called life together. Like how can we clean up our neighborhoods? How can we clean up our environment? How can we ensure that, that, you know, young moms working three jobs, trying to make ends meet some, their kids have somewhere to go after school. Like we can make simple, small impacts that have a ripple effect. That's going to change the world. Yes, absolutely. And you know, about teaching people how, how to have financial freedom, like especially now with phones, you know, you have worldwide access. You know, like right now, you're in North Carolina, I'm in Rhode Island, and here, here we are having a conversation to our audiences, you know? Yeah. It, it's like we, like we can have an audience now. It's, yeah. It's right there. Like my, my daughter just had a, um, an Amazon store made, and she's, she's 18, because I told her, I said, you know, I said, there was absolutely no reason for you to graduate college, Brooke. None. Like, right. not not now in 2021. There's no reason. Right. It's like you can have systems set up out there making you money while you're in class. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah, so, absolutely. Because I think a lot of that is financial. And then mm-hmm. it, it kind of snowballs into everything else. But we started this show with you saying about people aren't feeling well. And, you know, it's from the stuff that they're feeding themselves, like actual food, and then all those negative thoughts and being surrounded by negative energy. And as, again, as you were saying, it's it's about, it's about spreading the love. It absolutely is, 100%. And so, like I said, so you are, I mean, this is episode 69, but I don't think, I think the first seven, I didn't, I didn't start getting guests in. So, so you're about the 60th one I've had on and just hearing everyone's stories. It's absolutely amazing. I've had men, I've had women, I've had white, black, I've had Hispanic, I've had Asian, I've had gay, straight, like and everyone in between and everyone just you, wants you to mean, be happy. You mean you've had people? People. Had people. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. Right. And yes. everyone just wants to be happy at some point. They, they struggled. And some point they decided I'm not going to struggle anymore and I'm going to help people not struggle anymore. And, yep. and whatever demographic you pick, that's what we all do. We all help other people to, to not struggle anymore. Right. Because you don't have to friends like you do not have to struggle in your own mind. You know, it, don't get me wrong. Life is not going to be just sunshine and roses and you're not going to be constantly galloping through fields of daffodils, but you can take a moment to understand that the circumstances of the world are not the circumstances within you can control nothing that happens out here nothing. You can exert influence over it. You can attempt to change it, but ultimately you control nothing other than your emotional response to things that come your way. That's it. If you can learn to control your emotional response to things that come your way, you're freaking golden. You are so in control of your own destiny at that point you know it's it's if you can say to yourself the the world's cray and i see that and i know that 
Going to church keeps me centered. I know that taking an hour away from my kids every week keeps me centered. Whatever it is that allows you to control your breath and even out your stress response so that nothing is stressful anymore. You just allow the stress to pass on through you then you're really in control of your own life. And until you control your stress response, you're not going to be able to like conquer the business world or conquer this, that, and the other. You're, you're going to burn out. So yeah. learn to control your emotional responses. Yes. And I'm a firm believer in the law of attraction. And like what, whatever you focus on, that's what you're going to get. You focus on problems, you're going to find every problem out there. You focus on racism, you're going to see every racist act out there. You know what I mean? So like no matter what it is, but if you focus on opportunities, you're going to start seeing opportunities. If you focus on networking and meeting the right people, that's where everything in your world is going to expand. Because people, regardless of what people see on the news, there is far more good in the world than there is bad. It's just right. the, the bad makes the money. That's well, the problem. And there's a reason that it's news. There's a reason that it's news is because it happens so infrequently that it is worth talking about. It is yes. worth saying like, "Ooh, that that shouldn't have happened." And you know, I'm sure some people will disagree with me and they're like, "But have you seen all the mass shootings? Have you seen the the cop killings? Have you seen the this? Have you seen the that?" Nonetheless, as you just said, there are, you know, you think about somebody coming in and shooting up a movie theater, there's still like lots of movies getting played every single day at all the time. You know, it's, yeah. it's hard to say because we don't want to turn a blind eye yes. to the, the injustices in the world. But if you focus on the bad, if you focus on the darkness, the light just gets crowded out. So keep bringing the light because the more light that you bring to the world, the more the light gets spread. Yes. And, you know, not making light of of anyone passing away at all. Absolutely not. But when we're talking about public health, like with, with with this whole pandemic, People say, you know, over half a million people have died and people are outraged. I'm like, half a million people die from smoking every single year. Yet, that's okay because it brings in tax revenue. So those those people can die, no problem. Well, uh, you know, I mean, it's, it's all very sad because it's like, okay, half a million people died. And I'm like, well, 30 million people died from heart disease. Yes. And now you're looking at, um, and now you're looking at the the new treatments that are coming out, and they're the most profitable drugs of all time, and the most profitable injections of all time. And it's like, wait, wait a minute, wait, like let's take a step back. Like, there should not be a bounty on human suffering. There should yeah. not be a price tag associated Agreed. with human suffering. And so, again my advice to everyone is recognize this is all there is this simple life of waking up every morning and doing your best and going to bed every evening 
this is all life is. This is it. So how do we find more peace and more joy on the inside? Because the greater the peace and joy that we craft on the inside of ourselves, the greater the peace and joy that we exude to the world. And it may seem insignificant, but I firmly believe that one by one by one, we change the world in this way. I, I agree. And, and again, I think it goes back to indoctrination as children. You know, like I spoke at several career career days back when things were normal. And I'm talking with middle school kids and they understand the life cycle already. They're like, you go to school, you go to college, you get a job, you work forever, you raise your family, you retire, and then you die. <laughs> oh, well, that, that's a, that's the male perspective. You know, the, the female perspective is you go to high school, you go to college, you find the husband, you get married, you bear the children, you raise the children. Yes. And so, yeah, but we're all given this story. Yeah. Um, and who said it was true? Who said that that was the way that life was supposed to go? And why do we oppose people so strongly who decide to do something other than that. That's what gets me, you know, like why, why do I care if somebody never gets married? Why do I care if somebody decides not to have children? You know, as long as people are good citizens, they're bringing light into the world. They're staying away from all the bad muck and not harming other people live and let live man just let people be because when you're concerned about what everybody else is doing in the world guess what that's just that's all this talking that's all this jibber jabbering in your head and when all this is happening you can't accomplish anything you're giving away your power yes 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 i'm glad you said that because i say that all the time you know like it says they're right up above us your true power lies in your story and so, like, I tell people, when, when you hold in things that you're going through, it's like you're, you're actually taking away, you know, your your gift. That's yeah. what, what it is. It's a gift. It's like we're both on here now sharing our experiences. And that's going to help benefit other people. I'm sure everyone who comes on your show, they're sharing their experiences. And yeah. But I think a lot of it, too, uh, dealing with stress and anxiety is because people, for whatever reason, they go through things and they don't want to just own it. Yeah. You know, it's like whatever you're going through, just own it. Right. Because guess what? It's not a unique human experience. We all have this, you know, it's like when you get down to it, I teach, um, I teach some emotional work and helping people to release negative emotions. And when you get down to it, we are all angry, frustrated, confused, irritated, like Mm -hmm. all of these emotions are universal. We all feel them. So how do we minimize those in our lives and maximize the good? Because that I think is the hardest work of all, you know, why on earth we are designed to focus on well. I get it. We're designed to see the negative in the world because it helps us to survive. It protects yes, survival. us. Yeah. It protects us. You know, I mean, it, it's one of those things you see something that is different or off. The, the instinct is to be nervous because you're like, oh, I don't know. Does that thing kill me? I don't know. Can I eat that fruit? I don't know. And so we, again, are evolutionarily designed to 
to focus on the negative. So stop it. Just stop the cycle. Stop perpetuating it and just be joyful. Yes. Yeah. And like you said earlier, you know, focus on that positive outcome. Because like people will ask me about something. Like, what if it do- doesn't work? I'm like, what if it does? Right. Like, How about that? What if it does work and your life changes? Yeah. Stop <laughs> focusing on the negative. What's the worst thing that can happen if this doesn't work? Well, what's the best thing that can happen if it does? You know, <laughs> what is the best thing that can happen if it does? Um, exactly. So yeah, just put the brakes on it and just shift gears. Just shift and just say, you know what? I'm. I, I don't know if it's gonna work, but I'm gonna try something different. I'm gonna do. I'm gonna try something different. Yes, and like even in my my show. So when I started this one, I was watching some other ones just to see how it was delivered, and um, you know, so I kind of did it that way with like the talking points and all all that stuff. And then I just found the talking points that people w- were submitting to me was kind of boring. <laughs> and I was like, I was like, I, I want to just have just a raw, organic conversation with the people who come on the show. That's why I don't meet with people beforehand. You know, it's like, mm-hmm. I'll do some, I always ask for the website. I say that way, because I can pick and choose what I want to focus on, you know, right. to, to what I think, you know, the audience will, will get the most out of mm-hmm. and just have an organic conversation. You know, kind of like this one here. It's just, it's much more authentic. And I feel it's much more engaging. Yeah. You know, then yeah, then like, absolutely. where did you go to college? And what was your favorite part about college? And, you know. Right. Well, and I mean, it's it's interesting. It's one of the greatest things about podcasting and, and doing videos such as these is when is any other time that you and I would have met or decided to have yeah. an hour long conversation? You know? <laughs> True. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. See, and, and I find doing it this way too is the conversation people tend to share things that they weren't prepared to share, you know, which, which is good because it gets back to that raw or organic, organic. Like there was a woman I had on uh, in February. Yeah. She started, she started a, uh, started a business helping people get their final documents in order uh, mm-hmm. ahead of passing away. Cause her sister, sure. her sister had passed at 36 years old suddenly. And so, and they were all blindsided and had to scramble to to get her stuff in order. So that prompted her to start this this business. And so as we're doing the show, so I asked her, I was like, so like, what happened to you? What happened with your sister? Because, because I figured that would be a part of the branding and it it wasn't. So she ended up telling the story. And then once we we got off the live, she, she was like, I've never shared that publicly before. Oh, wow. And I was like, wow. you, you absolutely should. <laughs> you yeah, know? I mean, you kind of need to. If that's yeah. what encouraged you to start your company, then yes, yes go yep. ahead and yeah. start. <laughs> Going back to the keeping things inside. I mean, that's that's powerful. And that that honors your sister. Mm-hmm. Oh, I was, mm-hmm. I was like, like, she should be, be the, the face of that of that company. So, right. You know, so 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 by by just having that organic conversation, that story was able to surface. Yeah, that's awesome. That's great. Yeah, it's good stuff. Like I like everyone, everyone that I've had on here has just been amazing. Everyone yes. I can, can honestly say there there wasn't one where I was like, when is this gonna end? So, <laughs> well, that's although, good. although I've been on a couple where I felt like that. I'm sure you oh, yeah. do. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, everybody's got different vibes. And so it just yeah. kind of depends. But that's part of life is just like yeah. meeting people and learning how to engage with people on different levels. So yeah, I, exactly. I totally get it. Everybody's got some some different vibes going on. <laughs> All right. So give us some, some give us some final words. 
Oh goodness. Do you boo just like get out there and like, do you? Cause I mean, here's the thing. If you deny who you truly are, you're going to be unhappy for life and you're not going to be able to like sprinkle the world with joy and you're not going to be able to like bring as much light and as much goodness as you could. So feel how it feels to feel how it feels. Get inside of yourself Go to those spots that you sometimes don't want to and just allow yourself to be authentically who you are and share it with the world. Absolutely. And I know people think, think it sounds cliche-ish, but it, it, it's so, so true. Just being, being you is all you need to do. That's yeah. it. Like you don't need anybody's approval to be you. Yeah, and, and if you feel that you do, then they don't need to be in your circle. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Just be who you are. And that's enough to change the world right there. Exactly. Just be who you are. And that's enough. So true. So true. Like I me, mean, people that listen, I, they know I've, I've said this a hundred times. I've managed restaurants for 20 years and like I, I was good at it. You know, I got, got awards and promotions and all, all that happy stuff, but like, it, it just, it wasn't me, you know, like yeah. I just, I just knew inside that I, I was meant for more like you. I wanted to be on TV. I wanted to be on stage. You know, when I was younger, like that's, that's the stuff I wanted to do. So coming yeah. full, coming full circle, doing stuff like this is spot on, you know, like and I've, I've been it. on, yeah, I've been on TV and you no, know, with, with zoom now I've been in multiple countries. So like I've spoken in Australia and the UK and Ireland. It, yeah. It's just, just amazing. It's like, but I had to step away from that to step into what I was meant to do. And like, that was the purpose of starting this is to help other people to do that. Yeah, I love it. I mean, everybody's got to find their own path. And so here's to all of the listeners being able to find their own journey. Yes, absolutely. All right. So I have your website up up here on the page. Like, like, what can, like, how can people get in touch with you? Uh, you can come to lindsayelmore.com. You can follow my food blog. It's called cleanslatecleanse.com. You can come and check out the podcast. It's the Lindsay Elmore Show anywhere that you listen to podcasts. And you can also find me on Instagram and Facebook at Lindsay Elmore and on Pinterest and TikTok at, at doctor. That's D-R, Lindsay Elmore. All right, putting that stuff down in the chat. All right, so this was awesome. All right, so I'm gonna you. I'm gonna queue up the outro. Um, don't don't sign off yet though. Okay. All right. Thank you very very much for joining. See ya. All right. Thanks. All right. So that was Dr. Lindsay Elmore. So if you if you tuned in late, I know I say this every show. Go back and watch it from the beginning because uh, we dropped a whole lot of whole lot of good information in this last hour. And again, this is all for you. And just to double down on the doctor's final words, were about being. Just be you. Be who the hell you are supposed to be. Not who somebody else wants you to be. Be who you are supposed to be. If you have baggage in your past, just be upfront with it because then you can move on. right? If you've made mistakes, own the mistake. This is what I did. And uh, I'm not that person anymore. And then move on from it. Because once you do that, a weight is going to lift from you. I promise you. Because I've had skeletons in my, my closet. You guys know I've aired them out on the show. You know, I owned it. It it, it is what it, what what it is, and I can move on from it now. So if you guys are holding on to stuff, let it out, because again, the power lies in your story. So don't be afraid to tell it, and don't be afraid to step into your greatness. 
All right, so this is episode 69, signing off. Have a great day. You've been listening to Shut Up and Grind. We hope you've gotten some useful and practical information from this show. Robert has over 20 years experience pouring his knowledge and expertise at many events in the service and fitness industry, as well as secondary schools and universities. He has a true passion for helping others break through the barriers that are holding them back. To book Robert B. Foster to speak or to reach out, go to robertbfoster.com slash speaks on Instagram at Robert underscore B underscore Foster on Twitter at RBF underscore fitness and on Facebook at Robert B. Foster. Till next time, shut up and grind.